Yeah. So I got my boat tie on, yeah I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah Wow, wow I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah I could be suitin' up So I got my bow tie on, yeah Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow I could be suitin' up so I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chillin' now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bow Ties. It's the kid XAB. It's your man, Distinguished to God. It's your boy, D-Float. And we here. Shit, we had a, a great-ass conversation before we even got on mic. But uh, anybody have an all-man moment? I guess we could start there. The all-man's I don't moment. really... I don't really have an all-man this time. Um, but I just wanted to say that, you know, sometime when you see that the straw is about to break the camel's back. This nigga D flow. <laughs> you can't talk, nigga. You you on camera gone full Jamaican, bro. Track suit with, with the dad hat. Yo, <laughs> yo, that's a fact. Nigga look like he yo. came from Montego Bay, bro. Yo. Jesus Christ. Selling yo. jerk fish on the side of the road. Wow. All right. All right. All right. Easy. <laughs> Not easy, even jerk easy, chicken. Okay. This nigga about to sell you some breadfruit, bro. This nigga about to sell you some breadfruit wow. right now. Bro. Easy. Easy. <laughs> easy. So I sop juice. Hey, 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 Bill, Bill. All right, Bill. Okay. What are you talking about right now, sir? Okay. <laughs> he is a whole Jamaican you know, man in his 50s, oh, bro. I, God. I gotta I gotta make sure I get some emergency for D Flow's throat box. So I gotta make sure I get yeah, I, I, listen, man. I ain't a retired Jamaican nigga, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> a, a retired sanitation worker. <laughs> It's Jamaican. <laughs> about to go back home and visit. The fuck is you talking about right now? Anyways, it, like though. I was saying, I don't really have an all man, but when you see that the straw is about to break the camel's back, sometimes you have to do it deliberately. So there's some things that's been happening at my job that I can't even speak about because one of them is illegal. But all I'm going to say is that... uh Sometimes when the going, you know, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. And uh, unfortunately, you guys have been listening to me talk about this probably for the last three weeks. But I've made up my mind. And yeah, I think I think it's time for me to leave. You know, I think it's time for me to leave. We had a crazy conversation last week. A few people did hit me in the inbox and say, yo, you was wildin'. A few people texted me and was like, yo, you was wildin'. <laughs> You was wildin'. It was like, we never heard you talk this crazy. Okay. We we could tell this this wasn't a joke. You were actually serious. And we don't want you to go down this dark hole. Okay. And I said, you're right. So it's probably best for everybody if I just leave. So we leaving my location soon. I'll give you the updates next week. 
and yeah, man, that's that's my all man, you know. Uh, gonna miss where I'm at, but it is what it is. Almost ended my whole career over this shit. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have an all man moment. First time in a long time okay. that I had a had an all man moment. Okay. So I've been, you know, what I mean, having some difficult ass weeks. With some stupid people. And that's, I'm going to leave it there. So I decided to treat myself with a meal today. So Oh, wow. I let Instagram ads, which are the devil. That's that's the conjuring, if you want to talk about the conjuring. I let the Instagram ads trick me into getting some curry lobster tail. So I'm like... Oh, wow. I'm like, yo, you know what I mean? It sounds like a, a plan. I haven't had curry lobster tail before. I like my my steamed lobster. I like my fried lobster. But I never had curry lobster. So let me go order from this restaurant. Are they on Uber Eats? Yes, they are. So I was like, all right, cool. Ordered the joint. Joint came to the crib. Wrapped up nice. real nice. So hey. I'm, I'm taking it out the package. You have fun undressing it? Come on, bro. <laughs> Batman forward, Batman pull up. <laughs> Keep your ass over there with the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but so I uh I undressed the packaging, get the, get the fork out, you know what I mean? Oh. Looking at the food, food looked delicious. They got the corn wow. set up, they got the curry sauce at the bottom, they got a little bit of uh broccoli in there, and then they got some Was shrimp. Was your mouth foaming at the side? No, no, sir. It, okay. it wasn't. Hey, can I tell my story, please? Yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> they had the shrimp and they had the lobster tail. And then I saw these red things in there. Now, I thought it was sun-dried tomatoes or pickled tomatoes. So I rushed with the fork full speed, grabbed that joint up, and threw it down my throat. Pause. <laughs> it's Pride Month, so I don't even got to say pause. Fuck all that. No, you don't. <laughs> Resume. Resume. Open the mouth again. My mouth instantly was on fire because that shit must have been a fucking ghost pepper, bro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Literally, there was nothing I could do. Now, y'all know I am very tolerant of spice. Spice does not bother yes, me. Yes, you are. That shit made me feel like I might die. I felt like my throat oh, was wow. closing up. I felt I was about to throw up. Like, I had to go get a cup of water. and that, Did your ass feel like it was on fire? No, but I, I'm sure maybe it will uh, <laughs> at some <laughs> oh, point. it will. Because that's what the spices do to that ass. It definitely will. Tomorrow morning. Yeah, that's, yeah. Tomorrow is going to be a wrap. But I've been trying to stay away from spice, too, because it's not really been meshing with me. So I already know I'm about to be cooked. But yeah, Acid that was my all man. The whole nine yards. A fucking ghost pepper. I ate the whole thing, bro. No, like. You know what I mean? Just drop the whole shit. You should drink some Damn. milk. I should have, Damn, bro. But I don't. You nasty, bro. Drop the whole thing, man. Damn, it's like crazy. Okay, let's just get into topics, cause <laughs> 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 clearly we know what type of time. Flo, do you have an old man? <laughs> nah. <laughs> I should. I should have an old man moment. It's falling into the same boat with your John. With but, me? You know, eh. Huh? With me? 
not I say it's falling into the same boat the same boat with yours is dealing with silly silly people. Oh, got you. I thought you meant but, the ghost um, pepper. I was confused. I thought you I meant not, the ass. I, I, I thought you meant the ass wafers. <laughs> let's go to let's get into the topics. Let's get into the topics. Let's get into the topics. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong with this, this guy, nigga's talking about the nation. Oh, I, I'm going to fuck him up. Oh, I got your bean nigga. I got your bean pie. All right, well, new music dropped oh, this week. Oh, man. And we've been saying music is back, but you know what I mean? Music must really be back because the Migos dropped. Anybody heard anything from the Migos project? Yeah, I forgot I heard, the two I, records I, I, heard I heard. the project. I listened to the project yeah, this weekend. Okay. What'd you think of um, it? On a scale of one to five, what'd you think? Two. Really? Oh, shit. Damn. I didn't really care for none of the records. There's like maybe three records that were like, okay. The one with Drake is okay. Um, Straightening is, is cool. <clears throat> and... <clears throat> Nah, there was nothing else. They they had the one that was on the um, that had the disco sample, but um, nah, man, I I it, I don't know if it, it felt to me. What there's two things that were throwing me off about the project. It felt like all of the songs had the same structure. Every Damn. song had Quavo. Take, I mean, Quavo take off Offset. That was the order for every, almost every song. Mm-hmm. The mixes were poor from a Damn. technical side. Like, it wasn't mixed really well. Like, two songs, you could tell, like, they put some effort in, but the rest of the songs were just heavily compressed. And mm. I don't know. It, it it felt like, it just felt like a mixtape. Like, I, it, it for it to be called Culture 3, I was expecting something, like, really solid. Like, to me, like the songs are just it's like they had to put out a project and that's what they did. And that's just my personal opinion. The beats were kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I just felt like it wasn't compared to Baby, that's on the same camp. Like I expected more to come out from from the Migos, to be honest with you. So <clears throat> that's just my opinion. I don't really hear no hit records on it, to be honest with you. So the so 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 let's get this straight. The one with the one with the star boy, Drizzy, Mr. Certified Luck, that record isn't going anywhere. Not to me. It doesn't. Wow. I don't like the beat. Uh-oh. I don't like the way it feels. Uh. It does, it's not climactic. You feel me? I didn't like the one with them and Drake from the last album either. Um, you Wait, wait you didn't like Walk It Like I Talk It? Yeah, I didn't like Walk It Like I Talk It. What it the cool, fuck are I you really talking about? Like bro, are you smoking trees? What are you talking about? <laughs> this is my opinion, bro. Bro, that record was stupid. What are you talking about? Even the video. Even the video was hilarious. The, the video, video was, was fucking creative. Soul Train. The video, yeah, well, the soul video train, was creative. Yeah. The video was creative. I ain't going to hold you. And But for me, this project, Culture 3, it just didn't do it for me, bro. It's not. It's like I expected more to come out from this. Like, they, nigga, they had the whole quarantine to cook up. You feel me? It, it felt so, rushed and it felt. It didn't feel like it was cohesive. The way that you feel about Culture Three is the same way I felt about Young and May's project Off the Yak, which I'm sure none of you brothers have even listened to yet because it's trash. 
And, and I you told, told you us guys, not don't. to listen. And again, for the listeners, don't listen to that. It's trash. Young know I mean? yeah. I don't know. I I'm just saying, um, I expect more from the Migos. Like I expected more from them. Like um, you know, I expected a bit more, a bit more cohesion from their project. I mean, me personally, so far, I didn't finish the whole album yet, but I like what I hear. I like it. Um, I like that they definitely seem to have grown as rappers. Um, and I like. I I don't know. It sounds good to me. It. Apple has this, and we'll talk about it, but Apple has this new thing where it's like four different ways you can hear the songs and stuff like that. So I don't know if that has anything to do with, with how the mixes might be sounding. Um, but yeah, for me, I like I like the Justin Bieber joint. Um, I, I love the Drake one. Uh, I like how they had like Drake go off for like <laughs> half the song and then they just came in at the end. Cause I was really like, how y'all plan on putting this together? It sounded like a whole Drake song. <laughs> then they came in at the end of it, but so far I like it. Um, but I've only had about one and a one listen, well half a listen really. I didn't really finish the whole project yet. But from what I hear so far, it, it seems it sounds kind of dope to me. I do feel like it seems a bit rushed, and that's more so from the rollout aspect of it, like. It seems like I don't know, no, like when I went to go check for music on Friday, Culture 3 wasn't there. Culture 3 didn't pop up till like Saturday for me. I feel like Quavo has been doing all this rush uh, style, like roll out, get in front of the cameras, get in front of interviewers. He did the Hot Ones Challenge um, where he was eating the hot wings. He's been on, they've been doing interviews and you know the Migos don't like interviews. So they've been doing interviews. And things right, because like the Migos don't know how to, you know, fully get over that Joe Budden situation. They never liked interviews. They always <laughs> been on some like they don't even really say much, but they've been talking lately, talking about how people stealing their flows and this, that, and the third. So they've been kind of that's true. You know, they've that's been true. they've been a little bit more out there than than normal than usual. Um, but that to me kind of tell goes to what Flo is saying. Maybe Flo is hearing sonically. I don't hear it sonically, but. From the rollout, I feel like I'm seeing it be like, yo, we just want to throw this out there. Whether it is because they still have issues with with um, P from quality control or whether it was like they just want to get this project out because maybe they feel like they're working on something else. I don't know, but P, P was the dude that, that bought Yachty that whip, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Oh, so, he's okay. So I don't, I don't know if, if maybe because you know they had a little bit of a back and forth and a bit of an issue. I don't know if that played a factor into it, where it's like, all right, we're just gonna give y'all a project. Um, but it just felt like the promotion for it was off for me. Mm-hmm. Did I agree? Good. Did did the culture need the culture volume three? This is a yes or no question. Yes or no? I mean, we know Flo gonna say um, no. <laughs> it's not that I don't think it's needed. I think a part of what throws me off about it, and I guess that's the reason why I'm not really sure how I want to react to it because the rollout was horrible. Like I, I wouldn't even have known they had a project. I only knew they had a project because Friday night I was on YouTube and I just had 
I was I was just chilling, just listening to new shit on YouTube, and I saw like three videos from the Migos pop up. I was just like, for them to have three videos out, I was like, yeah, these niggas about to drop a project. And when I checked Friday, this was like this is probably early Saturday morning. This is like one two in the morning. And when I went on when I went on Spotify, I saw the Culture Three. I was just like, oh. I was like, all right, I'm gonna check this shit out tomorrow. So Saturday, when I was like, you know, downstairs just cleaning up, I was just like, I'm gonna just play it, play it on my headphones. Meanwhile, I'm you know cleaning the house and whatever. And I heard, and I haven't heard it in here yet, so I don't know how it sounds on the speakers and none of that mm-hmm. shit yet, because that may change my opinion. But just casually listening on the headphones, it didn't do it for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could, I, I could understand that. You know what I mean? Okay. But it, it sounded, sonically, it did sound good to me. They sounded clean in terms of their vocals. Um, but yeah, the rollout was is very suspicious. The rollout tells me that there's a deeper story behind whatever it is. I don't know what the story is, but that's not an average rollout for a, a group that's as big as Migos. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. like I have a... But everybody been doing I have a pr- though. I have a prediction. This may be the last time we get a Migos project in a long time. And yeah, I mean, I feel like what it's telling me is that they're trying to break away from that label. That's that's what it Facts. feels like to me. Facts. Could be. Quality I think what's probably back. pissing them off is maybe they felt like they did more for Baby because Baby's rollout was solid. Mm-hmm. Little Baby's rollout was great. Like that album did magnificent, and they rolled this shit. But they also smoothly rolled out his project. <laughs> but you want you want to it? It feels like a rollout that artists did on their own, and the label didn't help that's, them. That's what that's it feels like. They're doing all these interviews and stuff like that. That's like yo, we gotta put our face out there to make sure that people go listen to this instead of like the the machine behind it, which. Could have did mad Instagram ads because that's a that's kind of the rollout in 2021 is you might see an Instagram ad talking about yo this this project is is coming out or whatever um it may be and that definitely did not happen the project just came out of nowhere I mean I know I heard people talking about yo there's a Migos project coming but like like we've been saying for them to be this big of a, a group you know what I mean arguably as big as Drake and Future and all of these other like rappers that are well known. This rollout is a little bit suspect. It feels like a little dog. And speaking about speaking about Drake, Drake had one of the illest of all time. Drake had one of the illest rollouts a artist had. This nigga is not from New York City. That nigga views was on every fucking public transportation bus. That shit was insane. Views yeah. was every fucking way in this city. Yeah, I've never seen no. I haven't seen a rapper do no shit like that in a long ass time. Nah, certain artists rollouts are better. Than, I mean, J Cole's rollout is fucking dope. <laughs> was, was oh it, yeah, was J good, Cole good definitely rollout. puts his shit together. J Cole, this this rollout for for off season is solid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a solid rollout. And the merch, you guys seen the merch? The that merch. merch is insane. Everything, merch is bro. Fire. Like he, it was that a great rollout. So I'm like, for Migos, Migos is honestly for me. Migos is the bread. Well, they were the breadwinner for for quality control. Like 
they're they were the ones who put quality control to the point where like yo quality control is a solid label right now yep so i just feel like you know it's like think about like think about it like this like they're the Nicki minaj or the drake of quality control think about young money not putting out a great rollout for Nicki minaj Drake isn't even, on Young Money anymore, but I would even know. say like when you get to that level, your rollout should be movie trailer status, and that's kind of like what J. Cole did. J. Cole gave us a whole trailer, that fifteen minute documentary drop, and all of that, and that made us really hype for when the joint dropped. And I feel like that when you get to that level, that or, or everybody's you don't you don't have to play the you don't even like even with what I said about Instagram, that's more like baby level little baby he could do the instagram rollout and it'd be like oh snap he they about to drop like when when the voice of the hero came out i think i seen a bunch of instagram stuff that that is what i expect from little baby i expect a fucking five minute musical trailer from migos like i expect what happened what drake did for the billboards i expect migos to do something like that i expect Times square I, i expect train ads i expect ads on youtube before other videos to come out that that's the type of rollout I expect from the Migos. Like I expect them to be on billboards. I expect their rollout to be huge on their, on everything. There's I don't even hear straightening on the radio. Yeah. Well, Polo G also dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, Polo G also dropped. Anybody heard that project? Nah, I don't nah, even really listen to Polo might, G's I music. Che- I'm end up checking it out though. Yeah, I mean he I has some. To it anyway, he default. has some impressive features on it. I listened to half of it. It's not a bad project, but it also is not a standout for me. I, I'm gonna go back to it. I'm gonna take a second listen, but as of right now, it's not a like, yo, this joint is fire, but it's not weak either. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to give the impression that it's a weak project, but I, it's like it's a long project. It has, I think, almost like 18 songs if not more so um so i i think this is going to be a staple question on this show when we talk about projects not singles projects did the culture need this the culture needed it because he's a new artist so it has 20 songs on it okay um the culture needed it from polo g because he's a new artist and i think he needed he needs to continue this isn't his first project obviously but he needs to continue to solidify the fact that he can put out a decent project in terms of culture, okay. the, the culture didn't need culture three in the sense of like music. It didn't, it's not, it didn't influence, in my opinion, it's not going to influence a new sound of things like how they did when they first came out. However, I do think it's needed on, an, on an other, another hand in terms of we needed to hear from Migos. Like Migos couldn't right. go another year or quiet, two yeah. being quiet. I don't think that would work out. Yeah. But um, in terms of Polo G, I think they that this was needed for the culture. The young young people are in love with Polo G. It's like Polo G, uh, young boy Dirk and little baby right now running the game. So it's it was necessary for him to put something out that people could latch onto and say, "All right, there's a project from Polo out." And he's yeah, hot I right definitely now. Definitely check out. I like I like that rap okay. star song. It's one of my favorite songs out right now. Yeah, and, and dun, the drink with Little Wayne. Dun, dun, hopped out the bag like dun, 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 for one minute. I be nah, he got like some bangers on it. That's a fire song. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah nah, I fuck that with that. The one him and Wayne is by, by fire too. <clears throat> Both of those joints is fire. 
Um, but that's that's my only, I guess, criticism. If I was to make one, is like once it so the joint with Little Wayne is number six on the album. I think I got to maybe twelve or so, and from six to twelve, nothing really stood out to me. So for me, that's you know what I mean like the first the first six fire. Then 6 to 12, it kind of all kind of sounded the same. And then I got to see what's going to happen between that and 20. But uh, overall, you know, I think it's a cool project so far. Um, And then SZA and St. John dropped a song that's going to be on on Space Jam. That joint is fire. Y'all need to check that out if y'all haven't yet. That song. I I think I heard that shit. That joint fire. I think I heard it, but if if it's the one that I, is, that I heard on 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 the Spotify playlist, then yeah, that shit's kind of fire. Matter of fact, you, you already Who know Saint John. Who that? Don't do that. You don't know Saint nigga. John? This nigga. Nah, I don't know who that is. Oh wow, go look his shit up, bro. He has a, definitely a few. He co-wrote Brown Skin Girl. That's that's probably one of his bigger records. But I'm gonna play the, the um Brown Skin Girl by Beyonce. Girl. Yeah, he's on there. And just like twelve. Oh, shit. I'm gonna play the uh the St. John uh scissor joint. So I right, bet. Wow. Period. Oh yeah, this is my yeah, now this joint is fire. That's one of our more powerful blacks. Alright, copyright infringement. We ain't trying to hear that. But yeah, yeah, nah. The joint is kind of, it's kind of alright. You know what I mean? So. Nah, St. John is fire, bro. To me, St. John is like the second coming of Lenny Kravitz, man. I fuck with him. A hundred percent. He's doing an excellent job, and he's only going to get bigger. So Apple Apple released a, a new update that is supposed to be coming out soon where everybody who has an Apple product will be able to, like, I'll be able to screen share with y'all from, I guess, I don't know if it's, it's more based on being in proximity or if it like you know how we airdrop? I don't know if instead of airdropping, I could be like, "Yo, check this out," and then just show you my mirror my screen. Or if it's gonna be like we could all be in different places, and I can mirror my screen to you. But they have a group a group uh share. I think it is actually that y'all could be at home, and I can share my screen to you, which is kind of nuts. Um, and then group playlists. So. If I'm listening to music and I'm like, yo, this playlist is fire and Distinguish is like, yo, I want to take a listen. We could all listen to the same songs uh, together. So that's a new update coming out from Apple. That's fire because you can have virtual that's listening fire. parties. That's yeah, that's high. fire. I fuck with that. Yeah, yeah. I definitely fuck with that. That's fire. Yeah, nah, Apple. So they also rolled out this new listening... I don't know. They got like, let me pull up a song. They got like 15 ways you could, well, three right here that you could listen to a Apple song. Apple is taking, 
Apple has taken a few gadgets from Zoom, though. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta keep it a hundo on that. Zoom definitely has some of these things already. Well, you're talking about software versus hardware in a sense. I mean, it is a software thing, but uh, the there there are Samsungs that do something similar. Like this isn't like crazy okay. new technology, but it is improved technology. I would say. Um, okay. Because I think to the degree that Apple is trying to do this, or is rolling it out to be. I'm not sure if it's as intense with some of the Samsung and LG phones that I, I know have like similar features. But um, they also rolled out this new music situation where you could hear things in Adobe Atmos, which I don't know really what it does. Um, there's also a lossless sound. You can listen to music in lossless, which I don't know it. That means either. And then there's Apple. Got you. And then they got Apple Digital Master. So they have their own version of how they master the songs on their platform. And all these songs are supposed to have these more vibrant, full feels and sounds. I'll be honest, I have not really heard anything different, but... Um, I may have to put them on like speakers or something like that. I've only heard. I've only so played. wait. You you could you could so just just I don't want to get super super sort of te- technical with it, but just to break it down a little bit, did did the Dolby Atmos just means it's movie theater? It's a movie theater. Yeah, surround that's the surround sound. sound. So yeah, it's a surround sound meant to be listened to at, at five to one ratio. So it sounds. It's it's especially great if you're listening in a space where it's like if you have surround sound. You mm-hmm. get the true essence of the sound from that. Lossless means the highest quality of export that we send tracks to digital for digital distribution, which is twenty four forty eight. So, like in the podcast, here, when we bounce out our episodes, it's bouncing out at sixteen bit forty four one. Right. But when you submit songs for distribution, technically you're supposed to send it at twenty four forty four or twenty four forty eight. With forty eight being the highest quality you can submit to a digital platform. And when you do distributions, is always in your mastering stage. There's an additional step because Apple has been doing Apple mastering for a minute, right. and that's just that the the songs are calibrated in such a way that when it plays through Apple Music, that it plays at the <laughs> same frequency. So if all these songs are mastered in the same range, they're going to hit the same peaks. They're going to have the same curves to make the unique listening experience be, I guess, to flow from one song to the next smoothly. Right. And then of course, so the, just, there's a lot of mm-hmm. Apple syncing products, so. You know, yeah. from this to the AirPods, there's there's exactly. a bit of a a way that they want to, things to sound and come off. So exactly, it's just it's just a matter of making all these platforms have their own loudness thresholds and shit like that. So Apple is just saying that, yay, if y'all want y'all music to sound the best on our platform, you have to master it following these guidelines, right? And that way, your song your song will sound the best on our on their well on Apple's platform. So right. Yeah, that's that's just a little bit of clarity on that. Lit. Well, when there's a, a dawn of a new age, there's also an end of an era, and the Kardashians have had their final episode of their final season dropped a couple days ago, and uh, with that, we all know that Kim and Kanye are no longer. And Kim said on one of her episodes, she said. She's had all of the big extravagant things and she's ready for the little things. Now, fellas, 
Does this confirm what we've been saying for the last maybe six or seven episodes about all this extra shit about pay for this, pay for that, this, that, and the third? And I know this is going to make me sound like a broke nigga, and I'm not, I'm not advocating for broke moves. But what I am saying is when someone who has it all, like Kim Kardashian, literally has it all, says that none of that shit matters, and it's the little things that matter, the little romantic gestures, the holding someone at night, the being able to have a going to the gym is one of the things she said that she used to see um, Chloe and Tristan go to the gym and she would envy that because Kanye wasn't going to the gym with her. When someone <laughs> of her stature making money and probably this nigga Kanye would send her the moon literally if he felt like it would do some justice for him. And she says none of that shit matters. It's the little things. What does that say, bro? I'm gonna let D Flow go because he's he's married, and she was married. I mean, she's she's not wrong for saying what she said, but I ain't gonna entertain these rich chick conversations. <laughs> because only a rich person would say some shit like that. It does, man. I mean, listen, we got to do the small things to make our women happy because a lot of the times, if you know your woman well enough, the little things, you know what little things make her happy. But at the end of the day, when you don't have it, they crave the luxurious things. You feel me? And she might say, oh, it's the little things like getting up in the morning and going to the gym every day. But at the same time, she wants a five-carat ring on her finger. Like, listen... All I'm going to say is that women be specific about what you want. And I think this is the plight for all men because we've been saying this shit for gender fucking rations. Just be specific. Say, hey, let's I want you to work out with me. I want you to do this with me. And honestly, Kim saying that it's hard for her to say that because at the level that they're at, when you're at that level of success, niggas stay on the move. So it's hard for her who might be like, well, you know, I want the simple things now. And that's cool because you have the luxuries to accommodate that. But for these broke chicks out here, listen, listen to me carefully. Okay. I'm going to just say this once. It's okay to want nice things. Feel me? Just know the type of nigga you're fucking with. And just know that not everybody built that way. Because a lot of times for us to get to that point where we can have the luxuries, niggas got to grind. You feel me? Like, you got to put the work in. So, in my opinion, all that tells me is that be appreciative for the people who are around you. And if your man goes hard for you, appreciate that. And rock with him. Distinguish? And, yeah. And, and what D-Flow was just saying, a thought just came to my mind. Do rich people get bored of being so rich? Mm-hmm. Like, do you do you ever wake up and be like, 
yo, I have so much money, I could buy whatever, but like, I'm so rich, like I'm bored. Like, there's nothing that I can't not not do. And it's like nothing excites me anymore. It's like life literally is too easy now. I don't really have to work for any fucking thing. So I feel like a part of her and all the richness, all the luxurious, extravagant, big things, I feel like she lost herself. And a part of her was lost in her marriage. A part of herself was lost when she became a mother. And a part of herself was lost when she met Kanye West. There's things that I don't think she ever would have thought about doing until she met Kanye West. They always say, you always hear women say some shit. To me, it sounds like some dumb shit. Like, you know, sometimes it takes like a nigga to bring like certain shit out of you. Nah, I feel like you get to a place where you've met a nigga and you tell yourself as a woman, I'm going to do this shit with this nigga or I'm going to let this dude have his way. Because all the other times, maybe you was trying to control shit. And I feel like in this particular situation, Kanye West and Kim, she was like, this nigga's going to control the majority of what the fuck goes on. Because I feel like when Kanye came into the situation, obviously Kim had her own money, but I feel like Kim had way more money than Kanye. Probably still got more money than Kanye. But the thing is, I don't think Kanye is moved by money. He he doesn't strike me as a person that's moved by money because it's like he's going to get to the bag regardless. Kim, I feel, is like, if she goes broke tomorrow, she actually might try, God forbid, she actually might try to commit self-harm. I feel like if Kanye went broke tomorrow, Kanye actually might be back to Kanye. Like, that that's just how I feel. But I I just I feel, feel like opposite um, Kim, um, you know, unfortunately, she had an idea of what her marriage was going to be like. And going back to what D-Flo said, women, you got to be clear about what it is that you want. Do I think Kim was the most vocal she could have been in her marriage? No. Do I feel like she felt like she could have been the most vocal in her marriage? No. Um, at some point, did she feel like Kanye's West's voice was the loudest when he gave her silence? Yes. Um, do I feel like he put a lot of barricades in between his marriage to offset how he was feeling about the world and his life. Yes. You know, him with the Trump visits and the MAGA hats and even even Soulful Sundays. It's it's unfortunate. And and even the kids to an extent. Even the kids. You know, to 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 give her something to do. You know, to to add a meaning, a more meaningful gesture to her life that wasn't already there. And at the end of the day, it's like he gave her those things more than I think he wanted those things because when I see those kids and when I see when I saw that clip of what she was saying to her mom, she looked like she's trying to find who the fuck she was before she even got famous. I don't think she had an opportunity, a chance. I don't think none of her sisters did. I think the shit is deep. And um, I'm glad that, you know, the show is coming to an end. And then instead of using the audience as your indirect therapists and counselors and guidance people, it's time for you to actually really seek real therapy because you might need this shit, Kimberly. You know, you know, your your father going through a sex change, 
your mother dating multiple men trying to figure out what she's like your fan like you know your sisters dating NBA players and having mixy that's a lot son and then to have all of that on TV that's traumatizing I can, I can only imagine what she's going through and I know people probably saying damn this thing when she's talking like this yeah cause yo that mental health shit is real son um, I mean, I hear. I think some of those points are valid. I just feel like the only thing I would disagree with is I don't really feel like Kanye. I think that's giving Kanye too much credit. Honestly, I think Kanye. If you ask me, Kanye neglected his his marriage, and that is partly what led to where they are right now. And so I don't think he he. Wanted her to be a, a a mother to give her something to do. I don't like. I don't agree with that. I think he wanted kids, and it was again. If we go back to when that actually came up, Kim wasn't. Kim didn't want kids because she was more concerned about what it would do to her body and things like that. Whether you feel like that's superficial or not, many women would say that's not because so many radical changes happen when they get pregnant, but. Um, she really wasn't beat to be a mother as much as Kanye was beat to have kids. So I just feel like my interpretation of her words is more so along the lines of the shit that people think matters, the Maseratis, the big houses, the pool in the backyard, being able to go to any club in the city whenever you want, just all of this big money talk which is important it should just be a personal goal but if you think that that's going to cure your relationship or if you think that having money is what will make you happy in a relationship as long as your man is quote unquote paying all the bills and able to give you whatever it is that you want i just think that this is a wake up call that that's not the case at all and people need to I think like both of you kind of said in in your own ways, I think people need to cherish the actual people in their life that are willing to give them the little things because the little things are the bigger things. The person that notices that you like coffee in the morning, so they wake up an extra half an hour before you to get you a cup of coffee and make it so that when you wake up, it's right there in your face. The people that know that you are a waitress or a bartender and you work on your feet all day. And when you come home, they got a bath running for you and they're ready to rub your feet. Like those little things, I think, matter a lot more than if I can get you a Maserati. That's that's my opinion. But um, some of the other aspects of stuff. Yeah, I'm not I'm not 100 percent sold on, I think. If we're talking about how they got to this point, I put most of it on Kanye, to be honest. Kanye is not in control of himself. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to say this. And what you're saying is the fact. At the end of the day, what truly makes a long-term, a long-term partnership work is the companionship. Is having that partner you could work things out with and, and build that that type of chemistry with. I don't think they had that. I don't think they had it. And that's partly what 
what's ultimately happening right now. If you talk to any couple that's been together for, you know, if, if you're together with someone for 50 years, you got to like being with that person. 100%. You got to genuinely like spending time with and that And they person. never looked like that to me. They never looked like they was having fun with one another. No. It, it, it's just, it seemed more like infatuation, but it didn't seem like genuine companionship. Yeah, it seemed like, like he wanted he wanted Kim bad and he put out, he pulled out. And you know what? There's a lesson here too. Because I think a lot of men do this. He wanted her based off whatever it is, the the fantasy that he created in his mind of who Kim Kardashian was and who she could be to him. And he pulled out all the stops to get her. But he didn't really invest or take the time to see how compatible they actually were. And it also became harder because that compatibility, whatever they were able to build, which I think was mediocre at best, because in my opinion, I've never seen them have chemistry to the point where I'm like, they are really into one another. Like you said, it, it could have been a lust thing. It could have been a infatuation thing. But it definitely did not seem like a genuine, like, I'm into her, she's into me situation. But I think he pulled out all those stops in the beginning. And once he realized that compatibility wasn't, like, once the honeymoon phase, quote unquote, dissipated, I feel like he stopped putting effort. And and that would go to her point about it's the little things. Cause she when a when a nigga stops putting effort, you definitely see a difference in the little things. He's no longer doing the little things here and there that he thinks will make you smile or make you feel good. He's doing the bare minimum. And that's honestly my opinion. That's all I got from Kanye is I'm doing what I need to do. Um and she kind of, she kind of, she kind of pointed to that with saying like, we don't live in the same house. He's in Wyoming all the time, and I'm in LA. Shit like that. Like, it, it all points to something. And I think, yes, part of it is like he's go, he's a go getter. He's getting money and bread and this, that, and the third. But at the same time, I think he just did not want to be around her. And apparently, he unfollowed everybody. Yeah. So, I don't know. Praying for them. Um. I hope I hope that that works out. Insecure. I hope they never get back together. I don't think they're getting back together. <laughs> no, that's uh, a dub. Yeah, that's over. That's that is a dub. He's already moved on. Apparently, he's been dating some model chick. That shit. That shit was crazy. <laughs> he's dating some that model chick crazy. that it kind of. Again, we don't really know because when this information hits the internet, it could be we months don't know after. How long it's been, yeah, but. It does feel kind of nuts. It feels like he just, he said, fuck it. I'm doing whatever. But apparently Kanye also did some wild shit over the weekend with, uh, he's getting sued and he did a deposition and he pulled out a Jesus mask during the deposition. It, yeah, yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> Listen, man. Kanye, yes. I, I really, I, he, I, he needs a good circle around him. That's all I'm going to say. Um, Insecure, another finale. They wrapped up uh, filming. I think it's supposed to come out in August. Um, but they, they wrapped up filming this week. And the only thing that I could, that just kept popping in my mind, I don't know how, what you fellas 
how y'all feel about, you know, insecure rapping up and stuff. But I just kept seeing, and this is, I'm not trying to be messy. It's going to sound messy, though. I kept seeing Issa Rae put up a whole bunch of thank yous to everybody that she felt she felt had an integral part in that series, was an integral character on the show. And I just, it couldn't help but notice that Amanda Seals was not being bigged up. So I did some digging, and neither one of them follow each other. Amanda Seals and, and Issa Rae don't follow each other. Amanda Seals does follow Issa Rae's company. But I know that they said that there was a little bit of beef there, but it's, it might be a little bit more than a little bit of beef. Um, <laughs> that's the- What was the beef about it initially? There was a story that I think we spoke about it about a year ago where Amanda, well, before the pandemic, rather, where Amanda um, tried to get into an Issa Rae party and Issa Rae's producer, I think, didn't have Amanda on the list or something like that. I, I think I remember us talking about this, yeah. Yeah, and it, it became like an issue because people were saying that a lot of people didn't fuck with Amanda Seals on that set. And the producer was one of them. Amanda Seals, to me, I mean, I've heard her in interviews. I've seen her even talk on her own platform. Well, what's the name of her podcast again? She got a dope-ass uh, podcast name, too. A, a the little, little something. Do, a little Something about something dose. Like I think it's little dose. Yeah. I'm going to look um, it up. Anyways, um, she doesn't come off as the easiest person to work with. Um, her character on the show is is small totally the opposite, huh? The podcast is called Small Doses. There we go, Small Doses. Yeah, it's a tough name. Um, she never came off to me as a easy person to work with, and her character that she played on the show, uh, I think her character's name was Tiffany, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. She Tiffany. she didn't. I mean, it was total opposites. Like the way Amanda Seals is in real life on her page, her page is kind of wild. She be saying some shit, and uh, it's like, uh, and then I just feel like she looked weird this season. I think it was season three or season four. I feel like it was season three when, at the end of the season, Lawrence was in the store, and then Issa went in the store and saw Lawrence. And that was the season that Tiffany was going through her pregnancy. And you kept saying that you felt she was not returning at some point. I definitely was saying that, bro. My my man's got the greatest member. But she didn't return because she, Amanda Sills, didn't bring herself back to the set. She literally was like, I'm going to just be this fucking character. I don't fuck with you. I don't fuck with you. And I don't fuck with you. And I think that's what she did. And when actors do shit like that, it's scary. Ain't no time. I mean, I've I've done shit like that before doing plays or doing scenes with people I didn't really fuck with. I would literally just be the character, be the cat when it's over. I'm not hanging out with niggas. I'm not taking shots. I'm not going to I'm going home. I'm getting my money from the director and I'm going home. And that's probably what she did every night. You know, she got her little whatever, take home money, scene, and was out. I don't think she hung out with them. I don't think she fraternized with them. I don't think she was on any girls' trip. The The biggest bond that you see that's been created on that show is Issa and Yvonne. 
That's the biggest bond you see. Like, you see that even Yvonne wrote a fucking long-ass post on her shit. So, I don't know. I think the moral of the story is, deep down inside, at some point during the Insecure um, series, Amanda and Issa had a real falling out. And we're going to learn more about the falling out after the season concludes as it premieres in August. Who do you think is going to be the one to spill the beans? I think Amanda too. Hell yeah. I don't I feel like I feel like Issa has way too much integrity, professionalism and things uh in motion to uh to bring that up. I also feel like if they ask Yvonne the question, she's going to be like you got to talk to Issa and Amanda about that. I know nothing about that. Is Amanda even on this season though? I don't know. I mean, I'm going Yo. to say that I'm going to say that she is so only because um there are a couple the other young lady who's on the show the fourth friend i don't remember her name but they didn't oh, really she's funny as shit yeah they didn't really i don't remember her doing a big post about her either so i could be off i could have missed it but i'm gonna i'm gonna jump the gun and say yes amanda's probably on it this season but i'm presuming it's probably not as integral of a role as it was in season one and two because as Distinguished said, there seemed to have been a change in season three. And then that was around the time that we heard all this information that a lot of people on set didn't mess with Amanda Seals. And Amanda Seals was difficult. And her and Issa. Issa seemed to be cool with Amanda. Issa didn't have an issue with her. But the producer was the one who kind of was more vocal like, yo, this chick is a problem type thing. And that's how it blew up at that party. And I, listen, I bumped into Amanda Seals a couple of times. I do not know her personally. Um, I think overall, based off of just watching her and seeing her, I think overall she has some positive things to bring to the world. I do feel like sometimes her message gets thrown into some other shit. And I do feel like she goes into these I don't want to call them rages because that sounds extreme. She, she goes, she goes into a lot of dark hole rants. Yeah, she goes into these these rants that, like they they have merit, like they they come from a good place, but sometimes they get lost, and sometimes it's like I don't think I honestly think she's just a passionate person, but a lot of people do these things where it's like they say the most extreme shit. And then kind of be on some like, well, like it's the truth. So I don't care if it sounds extreme. She yeah. wanted us to cancel Nas for Khalees. Yeah, I mean, listen, man. Based off of whatever info she thought was going on, I could understand it. But at the same time, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You get so wrapped up in your passion that you don't let things play out. And you don't. And she says she loved Nas. She says she loved Nas to death. Her favorite rapper. Yeah, you gotta let you gotta let certain things play out. And I think, at least in my opinion, she's a victim of not doing that. She just goes straight full throttle for the jugular, and it's like, yo, you just you just rip somebody's neck out, and they were innocent, or they ain't. You know, what I mean, they ain't deserve all that. Um, shout out, shout out to Issa Rae for creating. All of these jobs, all of these producers, all of these executive producers, you know, co-writers, writers, 
Um, the young lady that is the fourth friend that we cannot remember, she also was a contributing writer to the show. I, I know she helped out with a few scenes. And I know she helped out with a few jokes and a few in, um, improv stuff for scenes. So shout out to her. It's unfortunate that everybody can't be shouted out when shit ends. However, you know, Issa is responsible for a lot of jobs today. So shout out to Issa Ray uh, for giving us Insecure, which was birthed from her baby on YouTube the adventures of an awkward black girl you know without that without her putting her blood sweat and tears into that you know as shitty as some of those scenes was looking we got the point somebody else got the point too she you know she got picked up and she's fucking out here giving us black girl magic 24 7 i know she got some shit popping off with diddy and a few um you know we 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 announced last week that you know she got casted for the new spider-man movie um so you know we're excited um, Natasha Rothwell and, uh, is the is the woman that we are alluding to. As yes, poor friend. Um, <laughs> plays Kelly. But yeah, man. Um, I I think it's too early to call it, but based on her attitude, I don't think Amanda Sales has a career right now. Um, I think she just needs to focus on her podcast, and yeah, um, just kind of lay low for a minute. You know, maybe take a break from auditions. I mean, what, she but, was on uh, The View think, for a second? Oh, 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 the she read, was on The what? View for a second, but they ended up kicking her off, too. Yeah, so. They definitely kicked her off The View, because that, that, that's what I remember her on, and I remember her coming off that Well, she she left it, so I think if, if well, you're yeah, telling the story correctly. But it was drama surrounding her, though. Yeah. Cause she it was always play. drama. She wasn't a good fit for The View, to be honest. She wasn't a good fit for The View. No, because, again, I think she went in there to be the passion warrior, and, again, I think... She always has a great cause to be passionate about, but she just, my opinion, everybody's different. To me, she goes about it the wrong way, like, at times. To me, she goes about it the wrong way. And it kind of, I guess, is not working out in Hollywood. Who knows, in, in that sense of, like, being able to work with certain people. But, like you said, I think with the podcast, that's her own terrain. That's her domain. Mm-hmm. Right, you don't have to worry about getting in, in, getting along with anybody, and you can mm-hmm. do, do what you need to do. So much success to Amanda, um, and I hope that she continues to to grow in the ways that she needs to. And uh, I'm mm-hmm. interested to see what happens with Issa. Um, but the rap police are back, ladies and gentlemen. The rap police was was something that was heavy in the '90s. And it seems like this culture of rap police seems to be back. So Polo G recently got arrested. We just talked about him dropping his his project. He had a release party and he got arrested. And apparently one of the police officers said something to the effect of, yeah, we've been on to you since your jet landed. So wow. that's rap police in his finest. And if you don't know what that is, is... A lot of cities have task force solely and specifically for rappers. So whenever rappers are in their city, whenever they know that uh, a rapper from their city is throwing a big event or whatever the case is, they are there literally hoping that this rapper does something illegal to lock them up and get a and and get a quote unquote collar. So apparently this is back full in effect. Um, I mean, it never left, but it just seems like mad rappers are getting locked up. It's like almost every month we're hearing about somebody going to jail uh, 
based off of something they did or did not do. I think YFN Lucci is in jail or, or dealing with a court case now. And then this thing which you were saying that Fabio's in jail. Yeah, I was talking to some people over the weekend and um, they was telling me, actually Friday, it was telling me that Fabio was in jail and I was like, what? Yeah, I I think that, to be honest, we talked about this on a podcast already, but like, yo, rappers, what's so hard with just making records and staying out of jail? Like, what's like, what's the, like, what's, the like, what's the real a lot merit? Of these, the, the problem is a lot of these rappers want to live the life like they're really out here banging, right? They're really out being gangsters or quote-unquote real niggas. And I'm just like, yo, you're making money, my guy. And I was watching an interview with, with Young Thug and dude from, um, what's the name of the podcast with Gilly the Kid and them? Um, million Dollars Worth of Game? Yeah, Million Dollars Worth of Game. And he was telling Young Thug, like, yo, like, y'all don't have to be gangsters, though. Like, y'all are making more money than the niggas back in the 90s. Like, make y'all money, make y'all music, and go the fuck home. Enjoy it. Be, be, be grateful that y'all are successful. Nobody's going to judge you if you're not a so-called real nigga. You got too much to lose. I'm sorry, but if I'm making 100K a show, I could give a fuck less what a nigga got to tell me. Unless you're putting your hands on me, homie, I'm gooch. Ain't nothing your broke ass could tell me to offend me. I'm sorry. That's a fact. It's a fact. Ain't nothing you could tell me to offend me, player. I mean, I also I think gotta. I think the other half of it, though, is that as rappers, they become easy targets for the police anywhere they go because they That's know. That's true, too. They know that they're going to have a lot of money on them. And if we really talking about corruption, we know what happens when they lock somebody up and they have a certain over a certain amount of money that that money goes into quote unquote evidence. And so uh, these rappers become very easy targets. I think for certain cities, especially New York is notorious. LA is notorious. I guess Atlanta is starting to build up that reputation. Chicago, um, in terms of big rappers showing up or rappers with a name showing up and then just following them, hoping that something they do something quote unquote, Illegal. Sometimes it is illegal. Sometimes it's exactly what you're talking about, Flo. But then sometimes it's just like, oh, all right, they made the wrong turn here. Let's let's pull them over. Let's give and them a hard time. Too, bro. Rappers. Tell your man to get that security license, man. That's a fact, bro. Tell your cousin he can't keep the bang on him without that license, man. That's Jerome, it. Jerome. Gotta go get a gun license. Jerome can't have the blinky on him every time. But when the police one, pull y'all over, you know you're the celebrity or the crew player. If they pull y'all over and Jerome got the gun, you're getting the rap for it. One nigga on the on the squad should actually be a cop or undetective or, or a cover or, or some shit. You know, one person He's on the one person on the license, bro. Yeah, one one person on the squad should actually really know how to do hand to hand combat, either be a boxer or, or, or a street fighter or 
karate instructor, some shit. Like we gotta you can't get it have together, all bro. All these all these niggas around you, and all they doing is causing trouble, because you will have a hothead with you. You will your niggas is down for whatever, but at the same time, you put the right people around you that if shit do go down, y'all get the right to say y'all are defending yourselves. And if a if if a if a gun gotta get pulled out, then cool. At least he got the license to carry that firearm. I got it right here, Flo. I got it. This is a charge. Okay? I'm gonna be tagging this shit tomorrow. Y'all niggas know I get crazy with the promotion, nigga. The promoters promoter is talking. You ready? All the rappers that we're talking about on this show today, moving forward, I'm charging you guys to get in contact with your nearest local um, Nation of Islam chapter, mosque. And I need you brothers to get in contact with whoever's running that mosque. And we need to situate y'all. We need to sit y'all down. And I need to talk to some of the brothers that's on board. And we got to get you brothers to figure out how y'all could best protect yourself out here in these streets. Maybe a three to six month program with the Nation of Islam. A lot of them do security for free anyway. And they got to teach y'all how to move out here, man. And I've seen a lot of people, a lot of young rappers starting to wise up a little bit just because of the bullshit that's happening. This nigga gotta talking about the nation. Oh, I, I'm going to fuck him up. Oh, I got your bean pie, nigga. I got your bean pie. That's it. Well, y'all need, they need discipline, Flo. They need structure and they need organization. Who else needs uh, some discipline, structure, and organization? It seems to be is this Diamond Rax who apparently took a video of Trey Song sleeping in bed with her. Um, Mm. She then... I guess I don't I don't even know if this is considered a cleanup, but I guess she tried to clean it up by saying that they're just really good friends and that he was just chilling, nothing happened. The nigga was, was he it, sleeping when, when she took the photo? It was a video. And the nigga had a Did Huh? Did he know he was being recorded? I don't think so originally. I think there's a video she, of him sleeping and there's a video of him turning around. And I think I don't think he realized that he was being recorded or that she was rather going to post it. But he took it in stride. Like, he played Shaggy in the background, put up his own video saying, like, it wasn't me. But my question, though, is, is it violation (laughs) if you are not solidified in a relationship with somebody and they take a video and post it of you? You dating somebody... Is that a violation? What you talking about right now, bro? I'm just asking the question. What you talking about? I'm asking the question. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Nigga. First of all, what type of goofy shit is these chicks on nowadays, bro? Like, y'all just taking videos of niggas and posting it up? I mean, everybody out for clout, so I guess it is what it is. But, like, come on, y'all, like. You know what you was doing Is when you posted Trey songs. Yeah, like that, that's how I see it. You know what you was. Yeah, doing. Like, like you know what time niggas is on. But I, that's what happens. I feel like <laughs> niggas got to get on. They 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 gonna have niggas really being on some NDA type shit, bro. Well, distinguish. How would you deal with a situation like that? You you with a, a shorty that you just 
Y'all just having a good time. You go to sleep. Good time. You wake up. You 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 see her story. You click on it, and you see you, no shirt, laying in bed. She got the camera on her, smiling. She put the camera back on you. How you dealing with that? I don't know, because to be honest, it depends on who it is. Mm. To be honest, I I don't think I would really care like that. Um, Because I got, my, my phone is crazy. If any of the shit that I got in my phone, from some of the people that got it and they post it, it's just going to be bad. <laughs> it's going to be real bad. Um, I think I think it depends on who posts it, and I think it depends on why they post it, to be honest. Because I got shit in my phone from girls I used to deal with that I would never post, but a part of me, I'm so skeptical, it's like I'll never delete it because I'm scared of the fucking the dark internet. Like, I feel like when you delete shit, nothing's really deleted. So it's like, I don't even know what to do with this shit. Might as well just keep it, but do my best not to never let this shit leak because niggas, whoever's a master hacker going to try to get into my shit or figure out how my shit got deleted, they're going to find, they're going to repost that shit. <laughs> and it's just, it's nice. It's just not going to end well. Um, especially for the shit that I'm trying to do now, the shit that I'm doing now. <laughs> Um, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, I feel like it just. Yeah, I feel like it depends on who posts this shit. To be honest, I don't think I really would care, man. I'm being honest. So. I don't think I would care. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know because I I think it obviously depends on what your status is at the time. If you're dealing with multiple people, that may not end up being the. Uh, even if you're not dealing with multiple, if you're single, that may not be the move. I'm about to say that might, I mean, if if you're single, that might fuck shit up. I feel like the worst, the worst thing is if you're in a relationship and it's, and the video that's that's posted is not you, is not the chick that you're dealing with, that's 10 times worse. It's 10 times worse. Oh, yeah, because you in cheating territory at that point. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Like, if it's an old-ass video. Oh well, I don't even know how I don't even know how you could prove that shit. I think I when it comes to old videos, that's that's a that becomes, and I know it's probably easier said than done, but that becomes a test of maturity. Like, because if I'm telling you, like, yo, this video is from two years ago, or this video is from six months ago, before I even dealt with you, and you still want to get mad at it, like, there's not much else I can do there. We weren't dealing with each other at the time that this video was made. But I also know that the shock of seeing a video like that just posted, and you know, a lot of women hate being embarrassed in public, as they would say. You telling them, yo, this happened before I even met you may not lower the temperature. That may not even rock well. They're going to be like, they're going to be like, it doesn't matter. The the fact of the matter is the shit got posted. That's really what it's going to boil down to. (laughs) Yes, sir. What if, what if the shorty you're dealing with, right? <laughs> we dating shorty for like six months and shit, right? And then all of a sudden, a video pops up of her giving the craziest neck that you ain't even get, or that she telling you she ain't with all of the neck. See, not see, see. These are some wretches. And it, I don't. 
And I'm talking about the stupid neck, bro. I'm talking about the tears on the the, the eyeliner running. I'm talking about a throat Damn. baby, bro. Hey, throat baby. Facts. And you've been you've been in her ear for like three months, be like, yo, I need the neck. And she'd be like, no, um, I don't really do that. And boom. One fine day you on Pornhub, just just, you know, casually scrolling. Like wow. most men do. Oh, this one. This went to a next level. Yeah, man, shit happens. People post random shit. And you see your girl just, being a throat bitch. I'm just saying. <laughs> Yo! I'm just saying. Yo! <laughs> what y'all niggas finna do? I mean, so, it de- it honestly depends in, on two scenarios for me. Like, if it's a matter of, like, me seeing that she's doing something that she's not doing with me, that's a conversation in terms of like, yo, you really fuck with me or not. And that just depends on where we are with it. Like if if this is something where it's fresh, maybe we just not at that space yet. Maybe you maybe we we not at that space to get physical where you willing to do all of that. And that's why you quote unquote fronting in a sense. But if it's like we deep in a relationship and it's vanilla sex the whole time, but then <laughs> that video pop up and I find out she's a whole porn star. I don't know. My ego hurt. My, my everything hurt, bro. I don't know if we could continue on. So, I, I think I'm done at that <laughs> point. I'm done. You're not gonna be throat babying somebody else, and I ain't getting the throat baby too. I'm sorry. That we just tells me you're not that into me. Then you're not into me. Why you fucking with me at that point? I need to know why you fucking with me. Is my dick not that appealing to get throat baby status? I, I need to know. Now, granted, if we have the conversation, it's just like I'm not comfortable yet for all of that. We were, me and Mans was together for six years. Mans had me comfortable. And so that's what you get at, you unlock that after year three. This is what you unlock. But Oh, nah, fuck all that. Nigga, what's, what's wrong? Three years for me to I'm get throat baby I'm just status? putting a time frame on it that this is something uh-huh. that doesn't. Hey. Doesn't happen in the first six months of me dating you. Like if it's that, uh, if it's that type of scenario, I I, I don't know because if it's so easy for people to cheat on each other, why a nigga can't get throat baby in the first twenty four hours, in the first twenty four days? Too much. You doing too much. You're doing I too mean, much. it. I think it all depends on the person. I think it said the first twenty four hours. It's, it's, <laughs> it all it's depends on the easy. person. Like some girl, it does. Listen, I what I've learned is, and a lot of niggas, y'all got to come to the reality of this. What a girl may do for one nigga, she may not do for you. But that's it, a fact. There is that's there is fact. levels to that. To to Flo's point, like all right, when you was twenty three and you met your first boyfriend and you decided to spin on a dick on the third date or whatever the case is, and then you're now thirty two. And you feel like, like maybe you're not even in that mental space where you want to spin on a dick like that. And now it takes you three months to get physical with somebody. I'm not, I'm not going to internalize that. But if you on the internet saying like how much you can't wait to have a throat baby situation where you drooling down the side of your mouth and then, 
when it's time to for me to say like, yo, let's get the throat baby on, and you like, I don't do that. I have questions. <laughs> I have too much questions actually. <laughs> I need to know now. Clearly, you throat baby in something. Maybe it's a cucumber. Somebody getting throat baby. Somebody <laughs> getting the throat baby, and he ain't me. So we got we got to figure this out, homie. We got to figure this out, player. So like that's where know. that's where it gets a little bit more tricky because it's like yo. And that's where Instagram and all these other things kind of be telling on people. Because if you out there on the internet talking about the Guac 3000 that you like to give out, but then we supposed to be dating, and it's like, yo, what's good with that Guac 3000? And you like, nah, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's Facts. happening, son. I'm, I'm, it's suspicious to me. <laughs> but, you know... I, I'm just saying that, like I, I obviously I, I ain't, I'm not the nigga to go through that type of scenario. But if I was supposed to go through that, I would be, I'll be kind of offended to be honest with you. I'll, I'll, I'll take a little bit of offense to it. Yeah. I'll feel some type of way. Well, what I'm offended at is why do black men always find themselves with the most mediocre mayonnaise white woman when they decide they want to. Pick up a white woman. And this is based because off of... she gave me money when I'm in need. <laughs> yeah, she's traveling. Friend in need. Jamie Foxx oh, was spotted <laughs> with the most vanilla-looking white woman I didn't ever seen in my life. And I just don't Way understand why. I don't understand why Jamie Foxx, one of the most powerful <laughs> black men in Hollywood, is with a Caitlyn... That I feel like I could pick up at the fucking local grocery store, bro. She Can someone explain baby. it? You never know. <laughs> you it's never fine. know. I mean, I'm I'm assuming. I'm I'm making a big assumption that she probably just treats him really well, bro. I I hope it's is that simple, but it's just is. <laughs> I we know that Jamie Foxx dates white women. We know that this this is not new. He was dating Katie Holmes, I think was. The woman he was, uh, the actress she, he was dating before, Katie, uh, we remember from, I believe, what, Dawson's Creek was her big, her big break or whatever. So he was, he was dating her for a while. So this isn't new, but it's just, it's interesting to me. It is an interesting phenomenon because he is not just him that does this. There's a lot of powerful black men, and there are definitely a lot of jokes on the internet around this. But powerful black men, athletes, Hollywood stars, and you see them dating the most mediocre-looking white women that exist. And it's really interesting that instead of getting a black queen, they go for the mediocre white woman. That's all. I'm. I, it's a curious thing. Curious Listen, joke. Man, you go. You go. Let me say. get in my conspiracy theory bag. All I'm gonna say is. <laughs> I don't think I have anything to say. Is, I wasn't. You know, some of these things. I was are, never. I was really never into white women. To be honest, no offense to any white women. Coincidental really as women. we think they are. So but I don't, I, I don't know what know, the. the yeah, I don't really know what the thing is about. Play the game they need to play. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> Cool runner, you got any anything you want to add to that? <laughs> Would you say the same question?
Yeah. All I'm, all I'm going to say, if I'm going to date a white woman, I don't know. She got to be a banger, boy. She's I got to look at tier. her and be like, God gotta damn. got to be it. top tier, bro. Yeah, you, you, there's no way I'm dating a white girl and I'm looking at her and be like, what's up with this jar of mayonnaise right here? So yeah, I'm not. Like, I, I'm not even going to be attracted. My dick won't Jamie even get Fox, hard, so. Jamie oh, Foxx is probably, like I, Jamie Fox is probably still woman, stuck in Django. She has to be gorgeous. Top that's, that's tier, bro. Cool. Like, I don't I don't know how these standards get confused. Jamie Foxx could get one of the baddest, the baddest anything he wants. So it's very Go to interesting. Latina, man, guy. Go date a beautiful Colombian or a beautiful Cuban girl or Puerto Rican. Like, come on, my guy. Like, you won't go date a mayonnaise. Listen, I'm telling you, man, they're playing the game they need to play. So I don't know if this was a joke. I don't know if it was serious. Some people felt felt it was a joke. Then it started to get serious, and then uh, Michelle Williams weighed in, and there were was a group of people talking about canceling Cater to You. I do know it started off as a joke, but at some point I do feel like people started to get serious, and the reason why they want to cancel Cater to You, the song, is they say that men of this generation don't deserve any of that, and it encourages women to act like slaves. <laughs> I don't, I don't. <laughs> Flo look like he's in um, a fucking music video from 1988. <laughs> the thing which is rubbing his chin. I don't know. Was not I don't made know. in this generation. Fellas, I don't I'm know what y'all going to say. It, it, it can't apply to y'all this generation. Y'all but I just think I'm gonna get in my is, back. Go do y'all thing, the man. women that are saying this probably deep down inside <laughs> feels like the disgusting. men that they've dealt with or the men that they're with doesn't deserve to be catered to. So they're <laughs> taking out their frustration on a fucking song that was made in the early 2000s. I don't... I... Yo, 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 I, I, I want to know too, because see now one thing now, I don't even want to go down this fucking hole, boy. I just want the flow to go down his, I don't want to go down this fucking hole. So, somebody told me the other day, not, not even the other day. Somebody yo, told I really, me yo, where ago, are all these fuck boys like, that these women are really dating, used son? To dating niggas that when you go in their room. I just want to know like where they getting they them from, son. In, but they said they've been there for ten years. Blow a bed on the floor, uh, TV with no with, with no with no TV dresser. Just the TVs on the floor and they video games. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so ready, you deal boy. with men I'm, that have that type? She was I'm like, prom time. Not really, yeah. but I'm used to men doing that. And then we were also talking about men in terms of like taking them places. And she's like, that nigga don't know nowhere really, but. Ruby Tuesdays or some shit like that. I was just like, all right, so I don't think men is the problem. I think you picking men or your energy, whatever energy you're attracting or energy you're giving off, you're not attracting the men that you say that you really want. So I was starting to think that maybe it was a her problem instead of a man problem because then she met me and was talking to me and was like, you know, you don't have these issues. You don't dress like hood niggas I used to talk to or you know, you just look different. You're not the typical guy I go for. You're more of a square to me. It's just like, what the fuck have you been doing your whole life? 
I mean, I, <laughs> right, right. Well, even her referring to you as a square is like, what? That yeah. tells me everything. I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't, I hate. <laughs> I hate I I hate doing this sometimes because I do think there are some wild niggas out here. I know there are. Let me not say I think. I know there are. I just don't know like what the volume of wild niggas Facts. is that so many women have these crazy ass experiences and then on top of that at what point like if you come across five, six, seven of the same type of nigga, at what point is there an accountability conversation on your part? On maybe what you are attracted to, maybe what you are entertaining, maybe what you deem to like? Because, and I'm talking about mostly in the most extreme cases. I, I, well, I'm, and I'm not, I'm not going as far as like abuse and stuff like that. Like that's a totally different conversation. But if you keep going for the nigga that runs around shooting at niggas, runs around dealing drugs, runs around openly saying like he'll cheat on his girl or. He's just for the streets or whatever. And then that energy is brought to you. I don't understand how that, I don't know, becomes like a shocker. And then if you continuously go for that same type of dude, just in different forms, I don't, do you, like you're re-traumatizing yourself. So, and every time you traumatize yourself with that same individual, it only hardens your belief that men as a whole are this, or women as a whole, because the same thing happens on the opposite end. But when you re-traumatize yourself, for instance, if you are a broke nigga and you keep going for the bad bitch that clearly is around money niggas, and every time you get to a certain point with these type of chicks, and then you get your feelings hurt because she wants you to take her to Ruth Crisp every night, and she wants you to buy her a fucking Gucci bag every two months. And you know you're not built like that. You're re-traumatizing yourself with those type of conversations, chasing that girl, following after this girl, and trying to make her into a, a, a whatever it is that you think it is. And then you get mad and you get on social media and you call her a gold digger. Now, may, maybe to some extent, maybe she does check off some it's of the boxes. But on the other end of that, it's you that keep chasing that type of girl, knowing you don't got the bread for that type of girl. And so at some point, you got to check yourself. Like, why am I chasing the starlet's chick that has a bust-down rolly on her arm that I've I don't seen, I, I've seen I, somebody I can't right even look today. at without say saying, name. damn, that's um, 24 today months of on, rent um, right there, Facebook, son. She said, I would rather so I, I think it's the same people, thing 
I think with women. I think she said I'd rather uh, tell people times, where I live. Can't keep re-traumatizing and yourself publicly display with these my niggas that do number. goofy uh, shit. Uh, publicly to the point where now you're like, number man, all these I niggas post me up with another. And now you want to cancel cater to you. I was like, is this where we have come? Is this? I'm getting to a point where I think women, based on the men that they've dated feel like men in general not only are they not shit men only good for one thing helping women spend their money because i saw another meme on the gram that was basically like i think x you had put this in the inbox or or was it me one of us and basically the woman was like um just so you know there's a lot of dates that men do not pay for that women pay for and it was like along those lines and then towards the end of it she wrote another retweet and she said oh I'm glad a lot of y'all are agreeing. So next time when you see this, you uh you already know what time it is. Like something to that extent. I was just like, yeah, maybe the men that she's been dating, cause I don't know, I don't know a lot. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Because I don't know many niggas, me personally, me, me, this guy. I don't know <laughs> many dudes where they go and they take a girl out or they go on a date and the girl is paying for the date or or any of this goofy shit that I see being thrown up as if it happens a lot, and I'm not saying it doesn't happen a lot. Maybe it does, that, but I just don't yeah, know. That these is definitely niggas. the problem. You know what I'm saying? So, like for me, and not that I have to know all these niggas. Clearly, I'm not in that circle to know those niggas, and I'm great. I'm glad I don't. That's but a fact. It just seems like, like, what? Where are these niggas? That's <laughs> that's my thing. That is it it's We like, don't know them They're not in our circle <laughs> That's the problem They're not in our circle It's as simple Damn. as that And that's crazy Like yeah. So then that makes me question Where are you going to find these niggas? They're all goofy bro <laughs> This is what I've been Yo let me get on the shit now So let me Let me, let me talk Let me talk my shit <laughs> All this shit bro Tell me no bullshit <laughs> Listen Listen ladies Y'all need to start fucking catering to some niggas. Y'all can't want niggas to cater to y'all. Ain't y'all ain't want niggas to cater to back to y'all. This is just what the reality of the situation is. This is just the hard truth and the facts. You making a point though? I'm gonna add on to it later. You making a point though? Yeah, y'all can't want to be catered to and not cater back. It's not how it's gonna work. That's and a lot of one. women. Step a lot two. of women are thinking that way in 2021. But that's the problem. Yeah. And then they wonder why they ass is single. Or why they can't keep a nigga. And vice fucking versa. At the end of the day. Project baby. Women. And I, I'm not going to super generalize it, but at the same time, I am. Family I dollar. You can't want to date niggas that's in your same fucking predicament. That's the first step. If you from the projects and he from the projects, what you think is going to happen? 
you get up every day and you take your ass to work. You see this nigga on the corner. You see this nigga selling weed. Or he's selling some other shit, crack. Whatever the fuck Facts. he's selling. Trauma. A lot of these women want to date niggas in the same fucking predicament. You know he in the same predicament. And then wonder why. And I think we had this conversation a while back. If you're in the hood, let's 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 make it very clear that a lot of people who grew up in the hood are severely traumatized and and have a lot of and have a lot of trauma happening in their life. That's one. The black community is Period. traumatized as a whole. Period. As a whole. Period. Because a lot of our black women are taught how to be independent and not taught how to take or want or need to take care of anybody else. They just they were just taught to take care of themselves. So why why do I feel like I need to cater to someone else when I should just be catering to myself? If it's not about me, then why the fuck? If your mentality that is is that it's all about you. How does that work? A lot of these women have children and barely to cater to their fucking kids, much as a whole nother person. So of course they would have Facts, a problem. Bro, with a we song need the fucking applause on that. Try to cater to someone else when all they were taught to do was cater to themselves. And young black men out there, let's talk about the trauma going on from that side of the fence, because a lot of these young boys weren't raised by other men who could teach them how to cater to their women. They were just raised by women who are bitter. A lot of these young boys were raised by bitter-ass women. This is my... I was going to say, just to add on to what you're saying, D-Flow, this is my whole thing, and I feel like we had a conversation about this on a podcast a while ago. With a bitter parent, a lot of women are expecting men to know exactly how to cater, when to cater, and who to cater to. These men don't even know what a fucking caterer looks like, figuratively and literally. They don't fucking know. And then at the same time, a lot of men, especially men who grew up in single mother households with no dad, no father figures, and everything was just rough. Everything was just street. Everything was just, um, you know, blood in, blood out type situation. You just got to do what you got to do by any means necessary in the most illegal activity way known to man. These men grow up seeing their mother do X, Y, and Z to make it happen. In turn, some of these mothers... Because of the father figure not there for their son growing up to be a man, they're operating from a woman standpoint. They're operating from a woman's frame of mind in terms of what they think they should do for their son so that he can grow up and be an active member of society. In turn, this son does literally what he was taught from his mom and the little he was taught from maybe TV or things that he's acquired over his life. And then he tries to apply it to a woman who's like, nigga, give me the world, even if you didn't have a father that I, that, that took you to go on a fucking uh, camping or fishing trip. Give me the world, even though all you know is Jordan's uh, ratchet-ass music and basketball. Give me the world, but you know nothing about museums, art, culture, and fashion. 
and restaurants other than fucking Red Lobster. It's all of this fucking expectation for niggas who really don't know, let alone got it, let alone got the life experiences. These motherfuckers don't know nothing about fucking Pablo Picasso. Nothing. Nothing. But ask that nigga about fucking Michael Jordan. Ask that nigga about uh, uh, fucking Lavi Bird. Ask that nigga about some nigga that played on the fucking Giants 20 fucking years. He might know that shit. I think the opportunity for exposure in certain environments like the hood or if you went to public school, but you kind of just got brushed through the system. You ain't really go to class like that. You thought passing was just as fucking 65. You barely showed up to gym class. You barely knew anything about uh, sex ed because you barely skipped that. Uh, you was in and out of that class. You was playing hooky all the time. You wouldn't know. And then, then I feel like the women who who dealt with and continuously deal with the fuck niggas and the fuck mentality, these women settle, unfortunately, when they feel like they've gotten what they needed to get from their situation. The woman is going to settle when she gets her degree or gets all the degrees she wants and then still will have the audacity to say niggas ain't shit. But for the last four years of her finishing up her BA, she was all she was dating was ain't shit ass niggas. It's all she was dating. She probably was in school with other men that could have elevated her or she could have elevated them, but she was still fucking with the nigga around the corner from her block. Meanwhile, she going to school in Harlem and this nigga's around the corner somewhere in Brooklyn or, or somewhere in Queens, not doing much. Then she's in her friend group chat like, damn, nicknaming the nigga like, yeah, this is my hood nigga. Are you dumb? But the cycle is vicious and it's going to continuously repeat itself because I think women want to feel like there ain't no man out there that can really fulfill them. I don't think niggas will ever be perfect in a woman's eye. It don't matter what you do, what type of job you have. We got to remember what Drake said on Lemon Pepper. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Drake said a line that basically had me like, damn, that's not good. When he was, when he was talking about the parent-teacher line and the parent-teachers was asking him, does he know Beyonce, Nicki Minaj? And prior to that, he was talking about it doesn't matter what their husbands do to provide because they still get googly-eyed. That's some shit. That's some wild shit. It don't matter. It don't matter. Well, I think, I mean, I think you made an important point in terms of like this generation, a lot of what you're seeing. And I do feel like some of my older friends, some of my friends who are, I'll say 27 and up, you're starting to see them soften on this idea that niggas ain't shit. But then at the same time, there's a group of them that also are hardened on that as well. But the point that, you're, that you've made that I think is very, like, it, it needs to be highlighted 
is in this generation, it seems like there is nothing a man can do to be enough for certain women. If he's a good guy and makes average money, he's a broke nigga. If he's a dude that makes more than average, that doesn't really want to settle down because he makes more than average. And unfortunately, the way the structure is set up right now is the more you make, the more people are attracted. He's a fuckboy. And so it's like, there are all these different dynamics to this. It's not obviously just those two, but there are multiple different dynamics. And so it's just like, As well as this, as well as this idea that, like, men ain't shit no matter what they do, whether they are a handyman that can fix everything around the house, whether they own their own business, whether they're making 100 k or more, whether they are catering to you, there is always a caveat to said man that makes it so that they shouldn't be catered to. Or that they shouldn't get the finer things. Or that they shouldn't get treated nice. And I honestly think that part of it is a defense mechanism. Because some of these women don't know how to treat a man nice. I was literally about to say that, bro. I was literally going to say that. A lot of these women have equated catering to a nigga with sex. And that's not really the case. And vice versa. A lot of women don't know how to treat men properly, and a lot of men don't know how to treat women properly. It's a fact. And at the end, and one of the, and I think we spoke about this way months ago. This air era that we're living in, there's too much access to too much things. The ability to talk to different people, the ability to perceive different people. That's I could true. be the best nigga it's in true. your life right now, but because some niggas on Instagram appealing to what you think is ideal for you, even though at the end of the day there's no such thing as a perfect person, sometimes you might meet, you might be, you might think that I'm not doing all the right things, but trust me, you might you might find another nigga that don't know half the shit that I do. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And you might be searching and you might be like, yo, this nigga actually treated me good. But you would never know that until you start <laughs> fucking around other niggas that really treat you <laughs> fucked up. But because you're busy watching Instagram stories thinking to yourself, some nigga on Instagram started eating a peach talking about this is how he pussy should right. be eating. Or some nigga fucking throwing roses on the floor talking about this is how you should be treated every night. Or some nigga rubbing Facts. some chick's feet talking about this is how your feet should be rubbed every night. Or some nigga talking about on your first date, fly her out. Fly her out on her first date. Like, these are unrealistic things. It might be realistic for a group of, a minute, very small group of people. They're not, they're not, they're not comfortable. But niggas making I don't really think, to be honest, majority of us. I really feel like, honestly, and I'm saying this as a, as an artist, as a rapper, as a poet. chicks. A lot of us are creatives uh, and people who are really into basic, this music and basic entertainment and shit, even into fashion to an extent. 
Let's do these basic shit. A lot of us is the reason why a lot of us think that we need to get to that. rich and famous life. We, in our art, in our music, in our fashion, we project a crazy, uh, like a a crazy um, image of how we see ourselves and how we need people to see us 24-7. Like, there's a lot of people that we know, a lot of people that we interviewed on this show and after seeing them from time to time in real life, I'm just like, yo, this person is not even all that. And then I listen to their music, and I be like, yo, this nigga really trash. And then, like, they might, like, say they want to jump on a show, and I just be like, I guess this is why niggas ain't getting back to you, because, no, like, it's just, this, it's, it's this facade. What the fuck is the facade about? (laughs) Damn. That happened to me already. Let me just Damn, this nigga preaching to the choir. Let me Damn. just say this real quick, right? And I and I think most men think this way. And I just gotta say it. If that's, that's I'm making fact. the type of money, if the first time I meet you, I could fly you out. The slightest thing you do to throw me off. This nigga flow got it. Next. <laughs> a fact. That's a fact. If I'm making that type of money that I could fuck with whoever I want to fuck with, <laughs> oh, this nigga's in his bag, you do to throw me off, I'm annoyed it's now. It's next. I'm annoyed. All right, now nah, I ain't not doing this again. Me. I ain't. You good? I'm off that next I'm not, person. I'm not doing this again. Hundred percent. That is the first and thought. This is just the the blunt the blunt reality. If I'm making five hundred k a year, my nigga. You could, yes, you're going to think I'm a fuck nigga because I don't have to tolerate anything from you. I mean, it works both ways, though. If to tolerate what I want to tolerate. Even if it's a 40K a year nigga, right, and he decides he wants to fly a chick out, the moment you get flown out and you do some goofy shit, that nigga ain't have the bread to do that in the first place. So now he's extra tight like I wasted my money. Nah, but... I said it the way I said it, bro, because a lot of these girls want the niggas who's making 100K. The the lifestyles that they want to move with are for the niggas making six figures a year. I agree. I'm just saying it works on both ends of the spectrum, just in different ways. Like, because the the, the dude making six figures is definitely like, he has 15 of y'all to choose from at any moment in time. It's letting you know... He's making six figures. He got a dope body. He's handsome on the gram. He he got like 14K followers. That's all he need. He don't even need the 100K. He, he don't need the 50K. He just need 14K on, on IG. He got 15 of y'all he could choose from to fly and out. Le- let's flip it to the bad bitch. She got to 97. The, yeah. 97K, 100,000 followers. She got 97 niggas. Great body. Willing to fly her she, out though. She got at least 30. At, at least 30. 30 niggas. Every post she make talking about let me take you somewhere. And so that's for the flip for the broke niggas. 
That's so if, broke niggas. If, if you're now trying you to fly her, her out <laughs> and thinking y'all gonna eat McDonald's on the trip the entire time, <laughs> you got yourself fucked up, bro. And the crazy thing is, a lot of these girls on Instagram, now you have women, and this is where this, the switch up happens because those are the bad bitches. But there's a range, like from six to like a 10 that could pull these shits That's off. That's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. They could pull That's it off. That's a fact. They could pull and it, it gets, off. And, right and now it gets right tricky the, because the, then you introduce the niggas that, that I always talk about when I say they fuck up the ecosystem. Because now you got goofy niggas who might have stumbled onto some bread who now treat the six like the 10 and fly the six out. So now the six thinks that every nigga's supposed to fly her out. <laughs> no, Money that was just the goofy nigga. Hand, bro. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Now, no, that was right the goofy there. nigga that you caught that stumbled into some money. Ain't really a, a, a get money nigga. He just, he just may have, maybe he got a scam and lick. Maybe, and that's where the scammers come in. This is where the scammers, the scammers were the, the scammers introduction it up, bro. that the fucked up the ecosystem. Because these aren't real get money niggas. These aren't niggas that actually hustled and got a business or did some some work and, and was able to save money. Nah, these niggas came up on some licks and scams and they just had an influx of money and they seen a bad chick on IG and said, I'm going to fly you out because they had the funds or the fake funds. John Smith is actually playing for your fight. And you just don't know that. <laughs> John Smith can't can't feed his, his family, but you got flown out. And now when you get there, the niggas talking about, yeah, but we eating Popeyes this whole time. Son. Listen, man. <laughs> like, what are I, you talking about? I learned. About? I learned. <laughs> like, my... But that messes up the ecosystem. So now you got the chick who's a I six who homie that, had his that, eye on for mad long. Shit. But the only way she paid attention to him is because (laughs) now it looked like he got some bread because he's in some Yeezys and a fucking Gucci shirt that cost $500 because he scammed it all. And now the ecosystem fucked up. I blame the scammers. I blame the scammers too. You done done ate off seven years. You you don't even know who's feeding you at night. Right. Well, it's funny because I had a conversation with one of my homegirls about it and I told her, I don't know if I said this on the podcast or not, but I told her there was a there was a meme happening going on and no, yeah, no, we were having a conversation about flying out and some somebody was like, yo, I want to fly you out. And she was like, I think that that is more so reserved for people that you actually know. And then I was like, you know, a lot of niggas think that that's a right. flex, but it's really not a flex. And she was like, no, I think it is a flex. I said, well, what makes you think it's a flex? And she was like, well, typically with a flex, you're you're basically saying that you got it and then you're able to flaunt it that you got it. And then I said, okay, well, who yeah. is that a flex to? Because it's not a flex to people who actually done that before. When you fly out a, a chick and you've you've done it before, and I I can say because I've done it multiple times. When you done it before, you realize certain things about that that make it not a flex at all. It just 
you just you can end up being a goofy nigga. I'm not saying that every time is going to be negative, but what I am saying is flying out with a random person never works out in the sense of if you and this person are this is the first time y'all trying to build some type of chemistry or y'all ain't never been in this type of situation before like y'all never slept over each other's crib y'all never did a hotelie together none of that and this is your first time trying to set something up like that there are things that you learn about an individual that you don't want to learn for the first time being stuck in a city island place with them and this is your first time finding them out that they're dirty this is your first time finding out that they want to eat at a restaurant every single meal of the day when you have the mentality of yo we could do dinner but everything else let's just get a quick bite to eat but they like no i want to do steak in the morning i want to do lobster in the afternoon and i want to do sea bass in the evening what are you talking about Let's not let's not even get started. Son, when you when you realize that you with you with somebody and y'all have two different mindsets, even as basic as you like to chill on vacation and they want to go on every excursion under the motherfucking sun. And you sit in there like I want to chill. I want to hit the pool. Hey, I want to hit the pool real quick. I want to just be able to relax. I just want to watch scenery. And they like, nah, let's bungee jump, go to the amusement park after that, swim with the dolphins in the middle of that. Like, when you find out these things on a trip, you feel like, what the fuck am I doing? I am not enjoying this. (laughs) I'm not enjoying this. And unless you go into the mindset of like, yo, I'm just taking her out to cater to her, you're going to come back from that trip feeling all types of goofy. And that's why, to me, it's not a flex. Now, of course, can it be magical and somehow, some way, y'all get along great? Yes, but the odds are against you because it's a stranger at the end of the day. You're flying out a stranger that you are physically attracted to. Maybe y'all had a couple of conversations in the inbox or text message or whatever, but again, if y'all haven't spent an adequate amount of time, even like, and that's what I, I, I kind of said this to my other friend. I've seen best friends go on trips and come back enemies. So, so you going on a trip, then let's not even talk about the safety aspect of it. That's a whole nother conversation. But you going on a trip with this stranger and you don't know them, you're going to notice a lot more of the shit that's going to turn you off than the shit that's going to turn you on. Unless is unless your goal is just pussy or dick, and you get that, and you're satisfied regardless of whatever else happened on that trip. But that's that's why it's not a flex to me. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think another point that Flo said that I, I want to harp on is this generation, there's a lot of, you need to cater to me, but I don't need to cater to you. And right now, I just feel like that's coming more from the woman side of things, at least from my social media, from what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a lot of women throw out things that basically make it seem like, nigga, you just do what I want you to do, and I'll think about doing something nice for you. Maybe. 
Nah. But you are obligated to do something nice for me. Otherwise, you're a fuck nigga. Get out of my face. You're not for me. But I'll think about maybe being nice or maybe doing something that you quote unquote deserve. Real interesting times that we I in, bro. I feel like um, another thing that's interesting is like E versus Trina, Trina. I don't. All right, this versus will Trina be coming has up. The superstardom, uh, couple of weeks as Eve. I feel now, like Distinguished thinks that Trina is going to is a bit more well rounded name. I'm not too sure where he's getting it from. However, um, but I just think you no, know, I'm not going to speak for I mean, brother. You got you got to think about the music uh, now too. Like take. If it if if it wasn't if it wasn't for Trina, there'd be no City Girls right now. There'd be no Meg The Stallions. Like Trina has that I'm the baddest bitch music, eat my pussy type music. That's what all of these rappers, most most of these rappers that are women today, rap about. And I feel like. The verses kind of brings you back to how shit was when those artists was popping, but at the same time, I mean, if you if you hear a certain record from Trina, you know what I mean. Trina got a lot of wild records with Luda, P.D. Pablo, you know what I mean. So, and I feel like Eve's music doesn't give that energy that Trina's music does, and I feel like that's why Eve would lose. No, I did not. I I did not. I did. I I could run off some of Eve's uh, hits right now. This is not. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, um, yeah, I don't. I I don't. Uh, no, it's Swizzy. Uh, what I'm saying is, I think you underestimating. I think you I forgot don't, some of I, Eve's hits. I, I don't think Trina wants. Yeah, I, I don't think Eve wants to smoke. Boy. It sounds like it. Well, if 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 Eve has some, if you think that Eve hits. Eve doesn't have songs that can match Trina's energy, it sounds like you forgot some of her hits, and you forgot who her producer was. Boy. One song out of Kumar is going to get the crowd waiting. Boom. 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 Who's that girl? He was that girl, Tambourine. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot of joints that Trina does not want to see. record with Alicia Keys. You don't want to see them joints come on. She has nothing for them. I think Trina has maybe two or three That record is crazy. Maybe two or three that Eve doesn't want to see in terms of. That I think Eve still has second. something for them, but Trina's going to win the round. The fuck, I think Eve has songs that Trina nigga, does not this, want this to see. There's into nothing Trina warp. can play. Right. Tambourine being one. Of them. <laughs> yeah, I'll repeat it. Go. Yeah. One of my favorite. Honestly, that record was the first time I found. She got songs she got with DMX. Record. She that got a record with, with um, automatic Kelly Rowland like I this, which Alicia is a dope attractive. record. <laughs> He'll be back. <laughs> but Eve has Eve has songs with DMX. You know those are going to be automatics. She got the Rough Riders. Yeah. Um, 
She got she 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 just has a lot in the tank. But Flo, what was you saying? Flo, you were saying something before you went to the time warp. Yeah, um, I was just saying um, that That's record. That's a staple Alicia in the community. Eve, as a teenager, <laughs> when I saw that video, that was yo, the first time I found Alicia Keys. Yo, up to that yo. point, that was the first time I was like, "Yo, she's her and Eve," because Eve was like off and on for me. But that video, I was just like, "Yo, yo, oh, yeah, oh it. shit!" I mean, when that Trina has when that fantasy drops, with Luda, it's gonna that's, go that's stupid. A, uh-huh. That's a slapper there. Yeah, they got pull over that ass. Women that. know the lyrics that. to that bum. record. I've seen it in bum, the club. Bum, bum. They know Look, the lyrics beat, from top that, to bottom. That beat is. <laughs> I've seen it. This now Trina got Trina got some Miami hits. I got an ass so big like the sun. Hope you got a mouth. This comes on. It's a rap. Slap it in my face. Yeah, shove it down my. Nigga, why you This one lit. I know how to. I know how to. Yeah, I think she, I uh, Trina. Trina is. I don't think Trina. I, shit, I ain't gonna I don't say Trina, Trina don't have her hits. I'm just saying that she she she, she has five attackers. She's Gucci. Like, just let Eve rock out. I feel like a little bit longer too because of. I just feel like by default, because of where this generation is at, bad as bitch. niggas ain't trying to hear Eve. She she has some. By she, default, she they're going to tune enough. her out, and they're going to realize, <laughs> That's my damn. She, she has some. <laughs> All right. That's true. Nah, you wildin' out. Nah. Yeah, you bugging out. You bugging tough. out. Bugging I out. think you only thinking tough the record. fucking 23-year-olds is going to be on this live or some shit like that. You know damn well. a lot of mature people on this live, bro. They're both When she, when she drops that bro. record, she, are, she fucking shit up. We came up on. Fucking shit up. Yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot of older she, niggas she, up on there. She fucking shit up. You got Rich Girl. I forgot about that shit with Gwen Stefani. Eve dropped any one of them Gwen Stefani. <laughs> Love is blind. And then that's the other thing. Eve has versatility. She could drop that Love is blind and, and switch the whole tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she yeah. She definitely got slappers, yeah. And, and but that's the beauty, that's the one thing about vers the person who can can switch the tone can kind of fuck up the other person's joint. Because if she plays Love is Blind. And Trina drops fucking bad as bitch. Niggas gonna look at Trina like, <laughs> yo, Eve has nah. a bit of those songs because you have Love Is Blind. You got and that's with Missy, yeah. Oh yeah. Yo, she got a My Chick Bad remix with Luda. My Chick Bad. My Chick. My Chick. Who? That shit drop. I don't know, man. Yeah, she got Trina shit with got the locks. Too. Trina got like one minute, man. All these records, you know. Dun, dun, dun. Show me what you got. I don't want no more, man. Yeah. I oh. mean, at the end of the day, the end of the day is going to be entertaining. Why did, 
It's going to be entertaining for sure. That's going to be one I'm going to watch. I think actually she got married. She just stopped. And and Eve just got a lot of features with some some interesting people, man. I'm looking at it. Missy, the locks. She got Mary J. Blige on a couple of joints. Keisha Cole. Like, I don't know, man. Eve Eve just has a lot to pick from. That's all I got to say. Eve got a lot to pick. I think before she, she got married, she kind of stopped. I think part of it just was a passion thing. Honestly, it seemed like Eve just dropped the passion for it, went into another direction, ended up meeting a Who billionaire, said and said, fuck am I rapping for? And and let's keep it a buck. I, I don't know if it maybe was explicitly said, but it probably was said in some way, shape, or form, I'm a billionaire. You got to make me look good. All that rapping shit is hot. You know, pop possibly. I, I kind of feel. I kind of feel like either maybe the family, or in some way, shape, or form, her boyfriend, now husband, was like, "I am a billionaire, upper class, whatever. You can't be out here." Going on BET stages. Rapping. The only thing I don't agree with with And she Eve, made a decision. I'm, I, this is all speculation. Somebody but I'm just saying, it wouldn't surprise Eve me. Eve helps this man take care of his she kids. Said to Eve herself, does not like, have any babies by this man, I'm correct? living this life because of opulence. Because the man got like four or five kids. I'm I know that. I saw the photo. Getting put in certain meetings and certain yeah. whatever. And no, no, no. He has kids. Rap, he has rapper, kids, but I don't think she has kids for him, and she's been married to him more for years. More explicit than any other genre. I have no idea, bro. I have no idea. All I'm going to say is, Yeah, I'm not sure. All I'm going to say is I love music. I love doing music. But if I was a single nigga and a billionaire chick came to me and was like, yo, I know you like that beat shit, <laughs> but I'm about to put you on to something different, boy. You about to make a hundred mil a year. Fuck what y'all niggas heard. <laughs> I am out, sir. I will be out. As long as I can still do it as a hobby, I'm Gooch. <laughs> Hey, I feel like with her, it was a it was a decision that maybe had to come up, or maybe she had to make just in terms of lifestyle, in terms of whatever meetings that he felt like he wanted to set her up. And again, this is speculation. No. He could probably have said nothing, and it could just been her decision altogether that she didn't want to rap anymore. I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of rappers from her time, she, a lot of the rappers from that time, their careers just ended up dying. And some of them now are maybe getting a little revitalized, but there aren't many Jay Z's out here. There aren't many people who stayed on top of the game. So I think maybe she could have also been like, "Yo, I'm out of my prime of this rap shit. Time for me to hang it up." Like I see what the trajectory is for everybody else who's trying to hold on to relevancy, especially if you if and you... okay. Now, what was he saying, Flo? 
No, I said especially if she's yeah. with someone. Ryan Leslie, Ryan Leslie her, did that. Her different opportunities. Yeah, Ryan Leslie did that. At the end of the day, I think a lot of artists, a lot of artists who's popping right now, didn't really want to be artists. They put out a song, it got hot, and their careers took off, and they decided to stick with it. But rap isn't really their passion. Right. And the minute they find a new opportunity that can sustain their lifestyle, they're done. Yeah. Rap ain't easy. Quite simply put. Being an artist is not easy. Touring yeah, is not an easy job. Like, having to be on the road when you want to be with your family or when you want to be home and having to hit a stage every single night, screaming at the top of your lungs, jumping around. Like, it's cool when you want to do that. But what about those days where you feel like shit? You don't want to get on, on nobody's stage. Facts. You know what I mean? And that's the part of the industry that nobody really talks about um, because we we try to make it seem like it's this fire joint. But when you are assigned to a label and they trying to recoup their money and you trying to make some bread yourself so that you don't go broke, and that means you got to go on a 30-city tour. Tour? In four months. 100, like, <laughs> yo, our young artists out there, man, I, I'm going to just say this real quick. If you want to be an artist, that's dope. It's a lot of fucking work. Don't think y'all want to be artists, especially if you become successful and it's just going to be smokes and fucking bitches all day. It's a lot of work, a lot of preparation, a lot of dedication. And when you owe people money, that's a big you're fact, bro. Do whatever you got to do to pay them back. Whatever Tough not, man. For, whatever Shit. You I don't even you know, man. I just think in general, we but just got to go. You might not want to do the show. We just got to figure out what works best for us. What You know, yeah. what works best for you our mental health. And, you know, just you know, try to graph. keep that shit at the forefront. Um, I had somebody reach out to me today. Actually, between last week and this week, I feel like there's some people. What's the tough knot, broski? I guess look at me or have been looking at me like this nigga don't reach out as much or he don't say much. Man, I don't even think I'm in my own world anymore. I just feel like I just stepped into who the fuck I am. So when people say that shit, I'm like, maybe the whole time you was just looking at a, or maybe you was getting a person that didn't fully reach where they wanted to be in life and didn't know what it was going to take for them to get there. And then by the time I figured the shit out, it's like, I get to you when I get to you. There's people that call me or text me or email me. I used to I used to literally suffer with anxiety of calling people back, getting back to people. There's people now that don't even listen to the podcast because Distinguish hasn't called them back. And that's just real talk. Listen, man, I'm just protecting my sanity and peace at all times. I don't really give a fuck who gets offended or not. My peace and sanity comes first. These days, I'm highly stressed. Um, there's only little bit of room to to make an error. I try not to be on the phone like that unless it's actually about business, to be honest. If it's catching up, let's try to meet up in person. And then I realize, too, that some people that don't want to talk to me because they stressed out, they angry, they're they not happy in their own life, or they see me moving, or the idea that I said, hey, me and you should do it, now I'm doing it with somebody else, and it's taking off, and you mad, and it's like, I can't wait for you. So I guess the tough knot is if you're still going, guys, 
if you're still on the go and people's not there, fuck it, man. Everybody can't go. Everybody can't go. And, um, you know, sometimes what ends up happening, too, is that when you, as you say, when you step into yourself or when you mature, when you grow into the person that you like, um, the things that we held on to that we thought we needed, we realize we don't. And sometimes that's like being on the phone. Sometimes... I'm not saying in your your situation, but sometimes with people, the phone is a way to feel needed. The phone is a way to feel necessary. The phone is a way to have people hear your thoughts when maybe you feel like no one is hearing you. And when you start to feel like you are being heard, and it may not even need to be the outside that hears you, you finally hearing yourself for the first time. You stop needing that external outlet to get that feeling to get that energy to get that vibe and so certain things end up changing and people have to learn not to take you changing an action that revolves around you personal i mean i'm now i'm just going to talk about me niggas don't want to be on the phone all day that (laughs) when you start getting into this idea of yo i got shit to do And I'm not downplaying people who love to be on the phone, and I'm not saying that they don't have shit to do too, but when that is something that's weighing on your head, because at least it is for me, when I wake up and I'm like, I got 15 things to do, and then someone wants to sit on the phone with me for an hour and a half, two hours, and it's to talk about nothing. I'm mad at myself now that I sat on the phone for an hour and a half, two hours talking about nothing when I got shit to do. <laughs> I have I have a business I'm trying to build. I have a drawing I need to do. I have a podcast that I need to find ways to promote in different uh differently altogether. But you want to sit and talk about what you watched on TV last night. Nigga, I don't care. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I care about you. I just don't care to be sitting on this phone talking about it. And you should not take offense to it. Because I I can't tell you what you can and cannot take offense to. But I would implore you to look into maybe what I'm doing for myself first before getting upset and thinking that I'm acting different or ignoring you or anything like that. Like, (laughs) it's just hard. It's just hard when people are self-centered, I think. Yo, you know, it's crazy, bro. Why do people take offense when you tell them that you're just busy? Because I, they I've aren't been getting that a lot lately. They like, take offense. Really I had be a taking dude offense, and I'm just like, "Yo, I'm busy." Like, today, I'm, I got you know, one of my friends in Jamaica. Do. They get, they you know, get, they take offense. And long story short, because they like, aren't busy. Yo, and like, so right there. So when you say you're busy with saying, them, they think that you're I'm trying to play them, or you're trying to show that you have more importance than them. 
And it's like, no, nigga, like, I'm actually, I got shit to do. If this shit don't up, get said, done by this time, I'm I don't in trouble, all the time? nigga. Like, Is that it? I need to get this shut. And he was like, nah, you're not a good dude because I sent you a photo of my daughter and you ain't say nothing. And I was like, honestly, my bad, bro. I don't even remember not replying to it. And I'm like, yo, I just be mad busy. He's like, yeah, you always busy. And I was just like. I'm always busy. No, I'm always busy when you want me to be free. When you want me to have time to make for you, that's when I'm always busy. That's really what the fuck it is. And then a part of me was like, the other part is too, he's not fucking happy. He's not happy. Um, He's not working. He got two fucking kids. He got a wife. Fucking Jamaica got curfew. They curfew is... I was told this shit just got extended to 6 p.m. The curfew before was 3 p.m. 3 p.m. That was a curfew, right? When it hit 3, that's it. Everything closed. More of the story is I learned with people like him and my parents been telling me that you can't, and, and D-Flo knows what, what I'm getting ready to say, you can't promise niggas anything on the islands because niggas is going to be on your ass about that shit forever. They'll never let you live the shit. It don't matter if you just had an emergency in your family. A nigga will still ask you the day of your emergency. Yo, beg y'all money now. Beg y'all piece of change now. Nigga, I'm fucking struggling. It don't look like it because I'm in fucking foreign. It don't look like it because I'm in, nigga, I'm in a whole fucking foot brace. I got to see two doctors this week to be exact. I got to pay one doctor a certain fee. I got to pay my foot doctor a certain fee. That's coming out of my pocket after they take insurance. Nobody's going to help me but me do that. That's facts. No mommy, no daddy, me, nigga. This foot alone, I, I fucked up one thing on my, on my foot. I done paid over $200 worth of money outside of the money that they took from insurance already. Cash. I didn't ask nobody. Niggas wouldn't even know that unless I said it. The moral of the story is people who are angry, and Jay-Z got a, a, a video floating around on the fucking gram about this. They're going to project all of this shit onto you. And you got to do what the fuck I'm learning to do. You got to deflect that bitch. You got to. When that dog is barking, act like that dog is fucking going to sleep. Because if you start to bark, you're not going to be able to hear what you really need to say, which is nothing. You just need to let niggas talk, need to let niggas vent, and that's it. And that's what the fuck I was doing. I just kept apologizing and kept saying, okay, okay, okay. I'm, a, I'm about to okay nigga to death. That's what I'm about to just start doing. Just whatever the fuck you think, however you think it, it's all good. And I kept telling him over and over, I pray your situation gets better. He was like, yeah, man, it's like my life is so hard. And I really wanted to say, I understand what you feel, nigga, everybody, if you was to come over here and live, your life would be, it probably would be 10 times harder, to be honest. Because the, the the misconception is coming over here or going to Canada or going to the UK is so much easier than coming from a Caribbean island. And a lot of y'all is brainwashed in the islands. It's sad to say. And that's that's partially the West's fault, that that's America's fault for all the shit you guys see in the movies, all the shit you see on TV, whatever style, and the way you feel like people act in New York, 
that's partially our fault, but that's also partially partially our fault for not reading and, and seeing between the lines. You know what I mean? It's, it's crazy. So I don't know, man. I just uh, I just hope everybody out there who is struggling, especially if you are listening to us in Jamaica, especially if you are the person I'm talking about in Jamaica, yo, I really hope everybody figures their situation out. Because one thing I was taught a long time ago from my ex, niggas is asking you for X, Y, and Z, but what if you didn't have it? What if you didn't have a car to transport? What if you didn't have a job to make money to give them some of your money? What if you didn't have the time? There's a lot of what ifs to, to fucking consider, to be honest. There's a lot of what ifs to consider. A lot of people wouldn't do half the shit they ask you to do but get mad when you don't do it for them. Nigga, you wouldn't even do it for yourself. Fuck is you mad about? Get the fuck out of here. Well, what would dad say? Dad would say, you know, the one thing that we were taught as young people, as kids, that still holds true is the golden rule. And that's in all facets of life. Do on to others as you would like done on to you. And I think that kind of sums up everything in terms of you have to find the people in life that match your energy, that match what you are willing to do for them. And that's not always an easy thing, but that's important. That match your style of understanding, that match your love languages. Now, I'm not saying that everybody has to be the exact mirror of you, but... I'm saying that if they're willing to do the things that you would do for them in their own way for you, mm. then you keep them in your life. If you are entertaining a person that you know for a fact would not give you the same energy if they had the opportunity or chance to do so, then you got to prioritize them differently. And I think that that is where a lot of us mess up. We like to prioritize people that can't match our energy, and then it makes us bitter. And we can't continue to do that because we're becoming a society of bitter people that are taking that energy and then projecting it onto the next person that doesn't deserve it in any way, shape, or form. And then that person takes that energy, and either they direct it back at you confirming what you think all of said person is or they take that energy and they put it on someone else so let's work on just finding people that match our energy or or that can teach us how to do something way better so if you meet if you bump into somebody that's clearly on another level then you need to cherish that as well but let's stop lowering our frequency to Levels that we know are doing nothing but damaging us 
and or making us feel like less of who we are. Another episode of Dad Has the Bow Ties. And uh, I think we out. <laughs>